0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Allentown Presents Christmas Movie Countdown. It is officially December 22nd. We are right on the cusp of Christmas. And for today's episode, Emma and I are talking about the movie This Christmas. Yeah. Starring every famous African-American actor from the year 2007. Like, it's insane. (laughs) It's got... Regina King, and it's got Idris Elba, and it's got Chris Brown, and it's got
1: like, Loretta Devane.
0: Yeah, L- Keith Loretta Robinson. Devine. It's got fucking Delroy Lindo. It's got Keith Laz Alonzo, mm-hmm. Columbus Short, Sharon, Sharon Leal, Lauren London. <laughs> like it's <laughs> Mackay Pfeiffer forever. Like this cast, oh was yeah, hacked with. Mm-hmm. With just insane people who would, who were already incredibly famous or would go on to be incredibly famous soon after this movie. Like Idris Elba yep. probably wasn't the biggest in 2007, but now you can't turn a corner without finding someone who, like, you can't say his name. Everybody knows who the fuck he is because he's incredible.
1: I'm dope. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: this Christmas follows or is the story of the Whitfield family and them getting back together for Christmas. There are the mom, there's the mom and her not quite husband, but live in boyfriend. Um, Mm -hmm. And all of the adult kids are coming back for the holidays and each family of adult kid of the, each adult kid has its own issues. So, Like Regina King has a horrible controlling husband and two kids and they come and bring their problems. And, uh, the youngest daughter, Mal, she is off at college. She brings home her boyfriend and there's not, she doesn't actually have a lot of issues, but because she's away at college and all this, there's
1: some tension in the family because of that. Uh, there's. It's also that she changes majors with every time she starts dating someone. Yeah. She does exactly what they do.
0: Yeah, so she's been in college for seven years because she can't pick a major and she keeps changing every time (laughs) she gets into a relationship. Um, There's Kelly, who went to college and is successful in her career, but doesn't spend a lot of time focusing on, like, the rest of the family and... Her sister, her older sister, Regina King's character, just is annoyed at that, and they have yeah. a lot of problems with each other because of that. Uh, then there's Idris Elba, the oldest of the male siblings, and he is a musician who basically got old enough to move out and was like, bye, I'm never going to see you again, and he hardly ever comes around. Um, so he kind of stepped out on the family just like their dad, their actual dad. And that's a big issue across the board because he holds a lot of resentment towards the family for how they treated his, their dad, basically, after he left. Um, yeah. There's that. Then there's the next oldest brother who is in the army and he has some issues that we find out he's like the main plot or part of the main plot towards the end he's got some issues going on and yeah (laughs) he's a lot and then there's Chris Brown the youngest brother who still lives in the house he's not quite graduated from high school yet and he his issue is he wants to be a musician but doesn't know how to tell Madeer or his mom, because she has a problem with musicians because that's what their dad was, a musician. And he stepped out on the family to go be a musician. So there's a lot of tension there. And throughout the entirety of this film, we're getting bits and pieces of each family's backstory and the inner problems that it causes in their relationships, brother and sister-wise. So there's a lot of back Yeah. And forth and it's basically, it's very similar to every family drama holiday movie you've ever seen.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, in that, well, it honestly, just think to your own family, assuming your family's not perfect because no family is. It's like when everyone comes back from the holidays and there's always, you know, someone has to start a fight or has a problem with someone else and always has to say some shit and it causes all sorts of problems. That's... Basically, what this movie is times too
1: much fun,
0: yeah, times like six people because they are a big family, there's a lot of brothers and sisters. <laughs> there. Um, the underlying problem, I guess, or concern for two thirds of this movie is that Madeira is getting older and she runs a dry cleaning
1: spot right yeah yeah A dry cleaners
0: yes so she runs a dry cleaners and each of the kids has a stake in the company they each have a small Mm -hmm. percentage of the company Madeira is getting older and can't really handle the running of the dry cleaning all by herself and Regina King's character is also she stayed back to you know help deal with it and everyone else is just kind of out doing their own thing So her husband, Regina King's husband, Malcolm is trying to convince the fan is trying to get Regina King's character to convince the rest of the siblings that they need to all convince Madeer to get rid of the dry cleaners. Basically, they need to sell the dry cleaners. They'll take all their capital that they will get from selling the cap from selling the dry cleaners. They'll split it up evenly between all the kids and Madeer. And then she'll be able to basically downsize because she's in this big ass house because she had a big yeah. family. And they'll be able to downsize and get her and Joe, her live-in boyfriend, husband guy, into mm-hmm. a smaller place that's more manageable for them as they get older and the rest of the family will get money and capital so that they can go on and do whatever they want. Basically you get the idea right off the bat that Malcolm is a fucking sleazebag and he just wants to spend his money or to get some money so that he and her, he and his wife can, I don't know, buy a new house or some bullshit. They're kind of like, he particularly is like one of those sleazy businessmen who just wants to have nice things to show off the fact that they have nice things yeah and like he he rolls up they roll up in this brand new escalade when they get to madeir's house and he's like hey did you guys see my escalade like check out my escalade bruh who gives a fuck like get off my horse
1: (laughs) no one cares about your stupid car like stop being a dick to your wife yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the conversations start between all the siblings and she's trying to convince, uh, she's trying to convince all the siblings to give up their shares and to try and help her convince Medeer to get rid of the dry cleaners. And all of the other frustrations that everybody has with each other start coming out. Like they do when you are in a house with family that you haven't seen for a while. Yeah. Um to let off some steam a bunch of them go to a club just to relax one of the sorry um what's his name not quentin no wrong
1: name wrong name which one the kid no claude
0: claude thank you i was like you're welcome uh so claude is going to this club to meet up with his girlfriend Or who we think is his girlfriend. He's been like secretly Mm -hmm. talking to this person on the phone that we haven't seen yet. And as he's on his way out of the house, all of his other brothers and sisters are like, hey, you're going to the club. I want to get the fuck out because I can't handle Regina King's character. Like, let me get, let me get out of here. So they all go to the club and he's like, fuck, I didn't (laughs) want anyone else to go to the club. Like, there's a reason I was just going to go by myself. And we find out the reason is, guess what? His girlfriend's white. And <laughs> he doesn't know how to bring it up to the rest of the family because I don't know he's scared. There is a lot well, yeah, of it's.
1: There's a lot of issues so there, weird, and I understand yeah. it
0: because I am. I've lived it. <laughs> like I get it. <laughs> uh, being in a mixed race couple can be complicated from both sides. From the from yeah from both sides it's a fucking mess sometimes and not everyone is as open and happy about love as other people are so it's a tricky situation and claude isn't sure how his family is going to react so he basically keeps his girlfriend hidden he's like he gets to the club he meets up with her when his siblings are off doing something else at the club and he's like hey I'm sorry my siblings came with me I haven't had a chance to tell my mom yet and after I tell my mom I'll tell everybody else about you Um, go back to the hotel just hang out yeah Uh, they're sitting at the club hanging out and baby played by Chris Brown gets up on the stage and sings a song and nobody in the family knew that he could sing and all of the siblings are there he didn't know that they were going to be there and they're all like holy shit dude who the fuck knew you could sing? Like, you did so good. You <laughs> were so incredible. All this stuff. And also while they're at the club, Kelly meets a guy who she went to high school with and they hit it off, played by Mackay Pfeiffer, and they just leave. They go off and do their thing. Uh, then they get in the car, they're going home, and Chris Brown's like, you guys cannot tell any, you can't tell dear Like, I have to be the one to tell her. I haven't come up with a way to tell her yet. You have to keep this a secret that I can sing, like, I we can't yeah so this is this scene in the club is really where we get everyone's like shitty parts of their lives out in the Mm -hmm. open or the thing that they're struggling with Um, right before they leave the club or the reason that they leave the club is two guys come over to Claude who's just sitting at the table enjoying himself and start talking to him about his girlfriend because they were like hitting on her as he walked into the club. And he was like, nah, yeah." fine. So they come over and they start just bullshitting him about his girlfriend and making all these ridiculous comments about how hot she is or whatever. And he flies off the handle and pulls out a gun on them. Yeah. And in, <clears throat> in the most sane thing that Idris Elba's character did this whole movie... He grabs his brother and says, let's get the fuck out. And they leave. <laughs> yeah. So the whole family leaves and they go back home. And now they're, now they're there. Now everything's all, all of that shit is out in the open. Yeah. Uh, the next day they are dealing with. It's like Christmas Eve, I think. And they're getting all the things taken care of for christmas eve the guys have to go get the christmas tree and the girls have to do all the cooking and regina king has to take her husband uh malcolm to um to the airport because he's gonna go do some business deal so yeah. she takes him to the airport he leaves to go do some business deal and she comes back and she's stopped you know they're cooking or whatever. Later in the night, uh, they get a phone call from Malcolm while Regina is dealing with... I keep calling her Regina. I really need to learn her character's name because Lisa, that's her name, Lisa. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so in the middle of the day, uh, the cops roll up on this house, on their house, and they arrest Claude for aggravated assault because he had a fucking gun he pulled a gun on someone in a club and after he gets arrested everyone's scrambling trying to figure out what to do how to get Claude out and then they learn that Claude was not on military leave from the army he was actually AWOL so that's a huge deal
1: that's not great not at all
0: not at all. So everyone's trying to figure out what to do about Claude. Trying to figure it out. And then they go back to the house after they're at the police station. They go back to the house. While they're on the while Regina King's character, Jesus, I gotta fix that. While Lisa, Lisa. is on way back to the house, they get a phone call from Malcolm. The house gets a phone call from Malcolm who's off on a business trip, supposedly in San, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You no, know, he assures them that he's going to be back tomorrow, all these things, blah, 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 blah. And her sister, Kelly, in the kitchen, sees the caller ID on the second phone and realizes that he's yep. at a hotel in New York City.
1: The so marquee.
0: He is cheating on her. hmm And it's fucking bullshit. So... When Lisa gets home, Kelly confronts her and is like, hey, your man's cheating on you. Like, you need to fucking do something about it. You're way too strong. You don't need to bend over backwards for this ass. Yeah. You deserve better and all these things. And Lisa is just like, I know that he's cheating, but, you know, we're married and we have all this, we're tied up in all these things. We've got kids and all this. And Kelly just keeps pushing her until they end up in an actual fucking fight, like they're out on the <laughs> lawn fucking fighting each other. Then the third sister in the rain, in the rain, fucking up their hair, and then the third sister comes out and pulls them apart and gets them back inside. Uh, all the while, Idris Elba's character Quentin is having it out with his mom because of all sorts of reasons. He's also in trouble for $25,000 to some bookie who has found him and rolled up on the house. So there's two
1: dudes that aren't part of the family. Well, they got a ride. They got a ride with Lisa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they <laughs> said, hey, we're part of this guy's band. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they roll up at the house
0: uh, trying to extort him for the twenty five grand, And he doesn't have it, of course, because he's a musician. And what musician has twenty five grand just laying around? <laughs> Uh. (laughs) so it hurts because it's true (laughs) yeah so he's trying to deal with that and he can't he's also trying to deal with the fact that joe lives there with madeir and they've been playing it this whole time while quentin is home because quentin never comes home that joe lives somewhere else they're dating, but Joe doesn't live there, even though he's been living there for quite a while, and you know, they were all just keeping it hush-hush as to not piss off Quentin so he would stay for the holidays. So he gets pissed off, because he finds out everyone's been lying, and he's like, fuck this, I'm out, and he goes to the train station to get on a train to get the fuck out. Well, the bookies figure out that he left and follow him to the (laughs) train station, so there that's happening well because it was their ticket no it was his ticket they
1: stole it from him earlier oh well there you go yeah yeah, okay see i tuned out for three seconds in that (laughs) one moment because i was like they took his fucking ticket
0: yeah so he's at the train station and the bookies roll up and they're beating the shit out of him in a bathroom, which if you've seen any movie starring Idris Elba in the last like 10 years, that would never happen because Idris Elba's now a fucking hard ass. He would just destroy those folks in the bathroom. But 2007 was not hard ass, like kick ass all the time, Idris Elba apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So he's getting his ass handed to him in the bathroom and who should roll up into the bathroom to save his ass except Joe the guy that he hates, who's married basically to his mom. So he shows up, he pulls one of the other guy's guns off of them while they're fighting basically with Quentin and points it at him and is like, You need to get the fuck out of here. Here's 10 grand and we'll call it even and I won't shoot you dead right here. And they're like, Yeah. Okay, bye.
1: <laughs> well, can we have our gun?
0: absolutely not so (laughs) they take their 10 grand and they leave then quentin is like thanks dude and then pieces out like an asshole and just leaves and joe's Mm -hmm. like oh well i did what i could at the same time that this is happening uh lisa gets in her shiny beautiful brag about it escalade and has finally cracked at the fact that her husband is a cheating ass bitch. <laughs> so she takes her Escalade to a ravine part of the LA River and <laughs> dr- basically puts it in drive and lets it go off the side of an embankment into the Sure does. What would be the <laughs> LA River, but if you've seen uh, Terminator 2, it's that. It's there's not a river it's dry. there.
1: All the time dry (laughs) because
0: California and we're always in a drought, so (laughs) (laughs) so it's just you know a cement tunnel basically that she just dumped her brand new escalade in, and she was like, Fuck Malcolm, I'm done, I don't care. And then she goes home. So
1: Quentin (laughs) decides
0: Quentin decides he's gonna get on a train and leave because he's still upset so he gets on the train and then I don't know at some point in the middle of the night realizes he fucked up and turns around and heads back home they wake up Christmas morning and Malcolm rolls up back from his business trip quote-unquote to San Francisco and he goes up to the room and Lisa is laying there you know scantily clad making him think that they're about to fool around and she's like why don't you take a shower uh get all the travel off of you and then you know we'll mess around and he's like hell yeah let's fucking do it so he gets in the shower and then she quickly gets dressed she steals the bath mats out of uh (laughs) out of the bathroom she goes and borrows a whole like container of baby oil from a deer. A
1: brand new bottle. (laughs) A
0: brand new bottle of baby oil. Squirts it all over the floor. And then uh, (laughs) grabs his clothes and stuff out of the way so he can't reach them. Wraps the belt around her hand a little bit so she can hold it. And then asks him to come out so that they can talk about uh, I don't know what she's going to do to him or whatever like some sexy bullshit right Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and he gets out of the shower and slips and falls all over the ground because he's stepping on fucking baby oil on tile and while he's like laid out busted on the ground she whips him with his belt (laughs) like she whips the fuck out of him with his belt and it's fantastic she
1: sure does it's
0: fucking fantastic and then she tells him you know we're getting divorced because you're a cheating ass cheater and he is like dead on the floor basically (laughs) but eventually he gets dressed and leaves he's out he's gone for Christmas he's not not trying to be there uh then everyone gets dressed they go to church where Joe is actually a deacon and the choir is performing and then Joe's like, now I have a special guest for you guys. And then baby Chris Brown gets up and sings and he sings to Madeer. He sings mm-hmm. a special, he sings the song this Christmas to Madeer and she's in tears because she didn't know that he could sing and she's been trying to stop him basically from being a singer or whatever, trying to convince him, you know, other paths this whole time. And everyone basically gets their happy ending at this point at church for the most part. Uh, Claude comes out, gets out of jail basically of military jail uh, because of some strings that Deacon pulled with some old army buddies that he had. Yep. Because literally the hero of this story is Joe. Like he is the best. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, because they find out uh, that he's married, and then his wife is staying with them, and then she's pregnant. Oh, yeah, yeah. So his, his
0: the white girl lot. who was his girlfriend, excuse me, who was his girlfriend is actually his wife, uh, who he married two months ago and didn't tell any about anybody about, and she is six weeks pregnant with his child that they also didn't tell anybody about because she hasn't well, even also, told him he- about.
1: Yeah. Exactly! So, <laughs> oh, man. Merry <laughs> freaking Christmas. Basically,
0: <laughs> <laughs> And so he rolls up into church because he gets out of military in troubleness because Joe pulled all these strings. So the whole family's back together. Basically, everyone except for Quentin is back together and enjoying this final song at church. And then after church, they go home to have their Christmas dinner. They are sitting down to eat and as soon as they sit down to eat and everybody's kind of passing the food around there's a knock at the door and guess who it is it's Quentin and he's like I fucked up like I'm sorry Joe go ahead you sit at the head of the table now like this is your spot now I'm a douchebag and then they go around and make toasts about how great everybody is and how great Christmas is and what they think the next year should be like or wishes and you know toast stuff (laughs) and it's all cute and it ends with a happy ending everybody gets their good time feels (laughs) the end that's exactly
1: yeah that's that's it
0: yeah that's That's the the end um if it seemed hard to follow it's because there are a lot of different storylines happening all at the same time it's very yep it's very similar to love actually in that manner like it is there's a whole bunch of main characters and each main character has this intricate storyline that is like woven with all the other characters uh the yeah. difference between love actually and this movie is that everyone's actually related in this movie everyone is there's one family and all their mm-hmm. intertangled web of problems Whereas in Love Actually, it was just like a bunch of friends or acquaintances and some, there was a little bit of family there, but this is all over the place. Yeah. So, this is a great movie. I recommend it. It's so good. For sure. You should definitely check this movie out. It's, It's interesting because a lot of the different dynamics that you see in this film are very common dynamics
1: i guess
0: yeah in families and universally not just you know not just white families or black families or mexican families like this is a everybody fam every family like there's always you know that one sister brother cousin whoever who's just like kind of slutty and doing their own shit over here on the side that everybody kind of yeah there's always like one judgy ass person who doesn't agree with whatever the rest of the family is agreeing to do you know this movie really covered the whole gamut of everything and I really really enjoyed it I'm sad that I had never seen this movie before like kind of a travesty actually that I had never seen this movie before but I'm definitely gonna watch it again over and over and over again probably every year after this yep um, there it's got a great soundtrack. Yeah, I was going to say, there aren't a lot of fun facts about this film. Uh, most of the most of the trivia surrounding this film is like, oh yeah, this person appeared with this other person that's in this film in another film over here. And it's like, eh. Yep. Like, okay, we know <laughs> that. These are the, you picked the 10 most famous Black people of 2007 to put into this movie. Like, of course they were in a whole bunch of other movies because attention Hollywood kind of sucks at casting new people they sure do like here's the same 10 actors over and over and over and over again and this is nothing I am not I love everybody that's in this movie except for oh yeah uh (laughs) I love all the actors that are in this movie and I think they did a great job and I love all the movies that I've ever seen with any of them in it but Mm -hmm. Hollywood has a serious problem, especially, you know, 10 years ago regarding Black actors and Black stories. Like they would not hire anyone except for, you know, these 15 people out here, and it makes it really hard for other people of color to, you know, tell their story. Same thing with Native American actors and Asian actors and everything it's just a fucking mess even white people like it's all just Brad Pitt and Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter all the time like there are other white folks there are other black folks there are other everybody like come on guys come on yeah get better at casting pick more people
1: (laughs) I I'm gonna have to agree I mean I get it knowing when you find an actor that's good at something but it's like how do you know that an actor is good at something if you don't cast them yeah (laughs) yeah
0: well it's like there are years of time where you can like go and look at i don't know 2005 or whatever and every comedy movie had will ferrell in it like he was the only yep that existed or you know other times when johnny depp was the only person who could act as a quirky character even though there's you know hundreds of actors who could easily have done that but oh yeah but we you know we go with Johnny Depp because that's the guy I guess it's because everybody knows Johnny Depp is quirky so hire him for the quirky guy yeah well I mean it happens non-stop all the time like it's a fucking mess Hollywood is a mess they need to fix their casting but Mm -hmm. anyways off that soapbox uh, there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of fun facts except the different relationships in other movies that these characters or these actors have been in but this soundtrack is fucking fire i'm gonna read you the list guys mm. and you are gonna be like damn that is a good soundtrack okay of course it has this christmas by chris brown's fucking yes song he's one of the main characters of course it has that okay it's got i'll be home for christmas by jordan sparks it's got jingle bells by b2k it's got try a little tenderness by chris brown which he performs at the club it's got merry christmas Mm -hmm. baby by charles brown silent night by Boney james featuring anthony hamilton it's got please come home for christmas by aaron neville i never loved a man by aretha franklin got to give it up part one by marvin Gaye, have yourself a merry little christmas by luther vandross the christmas song by tony braxton santa baby by lena slave ride by tlc and oh holy night by Dentronia champ like such you that is a soundtrack and a soundtrack like yes from, from front to back It is an incredible soundtrack and you will love it, I promise, if you go and listen to it wherever you listen to music.
1: Yep. Okay, who was your favorite character in this film? I had a hard time picking uh, favorite characters because there was a part of every family member that I related to or had gone through and I was like, fuck. But I'm going to have to go with Madeer because she held her shit together. Yeah. Like, even though her family was fighting and fighting, she's like, I'm so happy you're home for Christmas until they got out of hand. And she's like, you know what? Shut up.
0: Yeah. I'm going like,
1: upstairs. Everyone else, <laughs> like, you guys deal with it. Y'all need to calm yourself down. Yeah. But yeah, she, I would have to say Madeer because I loved her. Yeah uh my favorite character was kelly
0: she that's was, also solid she was absolutely my favorite she was the only i mean she hadn't settled down um which mm-hmm. was which was seemingly the issue that everyone else had with her was that she chose like education and her career over like getting married and whatever but who yeah like good for you she had her head on her shoulders Uh, Like, she was so fucking good. And I love Sharon Leal in everything that she does. She's such a good actress. I love her so much. And her and Makai Pfeiffer together were so fucking cute. Oof, duh. Oh my gosh, they were adorable together. Okay, who was your least favorite character? Uh,
1: Well... I'm gonna have to go with Malcolm if we're being honest because he was a piece of shit but I also really was bothered by act one through three part one of Quentin Mm -hmm. because he was so like defensive of his family like you could tell that he cared you could tell that he you know he still desperately wants to be a part of that family but he just it's like he thought because he was like his dad that he's just gonna leave and get pissed off because he knows his mother's never gonna accept it and he was like well fuck you then and i was like oh I don't like it. Yeah, he like had it. a lot just, of
0: issues. Malcolm had a lot of issues. Yeah.
1: He was an asshole to
0: everybody and he felt like cuz he was the older I it seems like he felt like because he was the older brother of everyone,
1: yeah, like
0: he just got to be in charge or take yeah. charge even though he never came around and ugh. Mhm. Yeah, no. Quentin- but
1: Malcolm Malcolm is garbage. Oh yeah,
0: Malcolm was easily the worst character of this movie.
1: He yeah. I
0: like before before we find out that he's a cheater and any of that stuff goes down before any of that like at yeah. the start of the movie he like makes Regina King like warm up his or Lisa I guess he makes yeah. Lisa warm up his food so that it's extra hot and, and then, then, then cut, cut it up like a little bitch boy like Fuck that guy. I would have socked him in the dick.
1: He was garbage to his kids too. And I was like, Oh I know. I know. Why are you here? Yeah, no, he
0: sucked like. Yeah. That guy was trash. Okay. Um, oh, I did forget to mention there was one fun fact of this whole film. Uh, when Claude gets arrested. Joe said that he was AWOL from the Army, which I said. But at the mm-hmm. end of the movie, he puts on a Marine Corps uniform. So I don't know if he was supposed to be in the Army and they put him in a Marine uniform on accident. Or if he was supposed to be in the Marines and they just said Army on accident. I don't know which, yeah. which one was the mistake from the script, but that was a big mistake. And Somebody
1: boo-booed somewhere.
0: Yeah, and army personnel do go AWOL like joe said but marines do not marines go nope. ua meaning unexcused absence so if yep he was actually a marine he wouldn't have been able so i think yeah he was probably supposed to be in an army uniform but they just like fucked up whoever did cost i think was so. just, like messed up and pulled the an- which is weird because that's not usually something a costume designer no. would
1: do. No, because somebody somewhere is going to get heavily offended by that.
0: Yeah, maybe the costume designer did it right and it was supposed to be a Marine, but they just changed it in the script without telling Yeah,
1: them.
0: I'd, I'd imagine okay. that's probably <laughs> more correct. Yeah. Because costume designers are pretty on top of military uniforms. Like they know Quite a lot a about it
1: because they have to that's their fucking job mm-hmm. all right uh seven word synopsis okie dokie i have blockbuster of deliciousness but with crispest themes yep because they had a bunch of tasty looking people in this movie i was like you okay <laughs> everybody was so pretty you're right oh oh my god so so pretty <laughs> Except Chris
0: Brown, i can't look at him in a no. positive light it's impossible
1: no every time he moved i was like oh no yeah i thought something was gonna go wrong uh, okay and then i have two more i said a quote you look like a formal peanut boo <laughs> when they said that i don't know if it's because i was slightly tipsy while watching this movie But I could not stop laughing when he's like, you look like a formal peanut. Yeah. (laughs) And then my alliterative is uh, tradition tries tempers, trials transition to togetherness. Nice.
0: Yes. That's a good one. What about you? I've got two. Um, Seeing Regina King weak is fucking weird. If you have ever watched any movie or show that's st- starring Regina King, she is always a fucking badass. And at the end of this movie, she was a badass. I will say that. But for two-thirds of this point. movie, for two-thirds of this movie, she's like seemingly weak-willed and like yep. submissive to her husband. And it was weird mm-hmm. because it's she doesn't I mean, typically look- play characters like that.
1: Yeah, look at her in Miss Congeniality too. Like Yeah,
0: watch she her was, in fucking Southland. Oh my god, she's such yes. a Southland. Yes. But yeah. Oof. And mm. then my second one is that piano would not sound that good. Oh no. So they have a family piano that used to belong to Quentin Sr. That has been sitting in the garage for years and years and years, basically, since he stepped out on the fam, which seemingly happened when Chris Brown's character was a child. So Uh at least 10 years ago, it's been sitting in the garage in L.A., which usually is like 80 degrees, but can get up to 110 sometimes because we're in California a piano them
1: them keys would have sounded out
0: in the the elements would have sounded like
1: shit even if
0: that garage was a finished garage the fact that it was just sitting there for 10 years collecting dust and Mm -hmm. not being tuned regularly and dealing with the difference from like winter to summer to winter to summer like that would warp those strings and that piano would be super fucked. But Quentin gets on it and plays it. Quentin Jr. gets on it and plays it. And it's not really that out of tune, that bad. He walks into the house and he's like, Oh, the piano needs, you know, needs a bit of tuning, but it's still good. I'm like, bitch, no, that was not an out-of-tune piano. That was no. just a normal piano, you asshole. <laughs>
1: And i I love it because he makes reference to it he's like you know it just needs a little bit of tuning and i was like what
0: yeah it's a fucking mess it was fine it was so dumb like yes it would have (laughs) needed tuning if it was actually out there for 10 years but you just they just like took the studio piano and like Mm -hmm. rolled it onto the lot like that was (laughs)
1: that was a perfectly
0: fine piano
1: Piano was not thoroughly out of tune. It had its moments, but it would have been far worse than that. Yeah.
0: All right. So, what do you think the
1: budget for this Christmas was? Oof. With that cast in 2007. uh Thirty-five dollar dues. All right. uh, actual
0: budget 13 million. Oh wow. So this is before Ouch. <laughs> this is before probably half the cast really blew up. Um mm-hmm. like Chris Brown had had a singing career at this point already, but this was like his first acting really, like his first movie yeah. he'd done um Idris Elba had done some shows in the UK and, like, a couple of movies, but wasn't super big. Like, he's not the Idris Elba of 2020. He's not as big as he is now. Um, And all the other characters, kind of the same thing. Like, Regina King was probably and uh, Madeer were probably the biggest
1: names in the... And Keith Robinson had... Keith Robinson had just come fresh off Dreamgirls. So he would have been another fairly recognized character at that moment but like yeah i mean it is a pinch hit cast now yeah
0: no if they remade this film right now using the same cast this would be a 20 30 million dollar film but yeah what they got paid when it was made was only 13 or what yeah. it cost when it was made was only 13 Uh, okay what do you think it made in the box office when did it come out November of 2007 it came out looking for the actual date yes the 21st of November 2007 so Thanksgiving weekend
1: which is when Christmas movies should come out absolutely Um, I'm gonna guess 67,000 67 million sorry okay actual box office
0: 49.8 million so roughly 50 million you were kind of close but it still made three almost four times its budget or made four times its budget so it did very well
1: it did i mean it it made its money
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. It did good for, especially for a family, like, Christmas movie, a lot of... Yeah. Christmas movies are weird um, because a lot of Christmas movies need to be aimed at children so mm-hmm. that, you know, families can go see them because Christmas time is, like, when every all the families get together and go see films or whatever. Yeah. But this film, while mm. it is suitable for children, bec- there's not, you know bad language there's not a lot of nudity there's not really any sex it's like not really meant for kids i like i wouldn't show this movie in a room with kids in it like if there were a bunch of kids and we were gonna pick out a movie this wouldn't be the one this is no more of an adult film so the fact that it made four times its budget is kind of incredible it really is adult based christmas movies typically don't do that well Mm mm-hmm for whatever reason, you know,
1: (laughs) adults, I guess, don't care about Christmas seeing Christmas films. It's also when you think about it a lot, what it would be to take a child to the theater to see a Christmas movie as a family is almost as much, if not a little less than it would be to hire a babysitter to watch the kids to then you go out and watch an adult Christmas movie. Oh, for sure. As a so, babysitter,
0: I can tell you that it costs more to hire me to go watch sure your two does. hour movie than it does. I
1: <laughs> second that. Then it does also take kids to a movie. <laughs> yep. I'm more expensive than a movie. Congratulations. Yeah. So, yeah. that's It is impressive that it did recover that much in the box office so that's that's good yeah. it would do phenomenal now in uh oh in 2020.
0: yeah 2020 oh yeah in covid times just release it on like hbo max or whatever Yup. yes it would make all the monies all of it all right so if you have anything else to add about this christmas we're just gonna say go fucking watch this movie because it's great do it um but if you have anything to at us about about the movie this Christmas, or <laughs> you want to get mad at me because I don't like Chris Brown because of that one time that he beat the fuck out of Rihanna, I don't give a fuck. Yep. He's an asshole. You can that. at us both forever. You, you can, can at, at both of us. Both. us. Uh, you can at us on Twitter at <laughs> AllentownPod. You can email us at
1: AllentownPresents at gmail.com.
0: <laughs> we have a Facebook, it is. <laughs> Allentown
1: presents.
0: Yes. Yeah, so thank you so much for listening <laughs> to this episode. Uh and we will be back tomorrow with another episode of the Christmas movie countdown. We're getting so close. It's almost sure Christmas. Yeah. Thank goodness. Right. Bye, everybody. Toots.